It's just after 6 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Now. Ah, KT, a throwback Thursday. Yes, it is live at PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. And, of course, lots of football, lots of college football. Brad Power is going to join me in about 20 minutes from now, and we'll take him for about eh, about an hour and 10 minutes. And then Roxy Bernstein, my good pal, who I'll see tomorrow night at the uh, Pac-12 championship game right here at Allegiant Stadium, Washington, Oregon. So I'll connect with Roxy. But Rox will be calling Saturday's action between USC and Gonzaga on the hardwood, and that's right here in Vegas as well. So we'll talk a little uh, college hoops at uh, right around 740 to close things out. But uh, going to be a good, fast-moving show. Producer Mark Hoke in studio. PSBR Law Studios, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Wednesday always at Steiner's Pub, 1750 North Buffalo. Had a great time there last night. Remember Wednesday, I told you, it is the beef stroganoff night. That is the night that you want to get down there and get there before they run out. Sometimes they'll run out because people are coming in and they're getting it and the whole table's getting it, and next thing you know, they may be out. But that is, man, that is just the first time I had that dish, and it is just outstanding. I don't want to say to die for because there's no meal that I'd actually to die for, I guess unless I'm on the Green Mile and it is that last meal. I don't know if beef stroganoff would be there, especially with uh, those Del Frisco's lobster tails that are weighing in at about 10 pounds, man, those suckers. I'm just a, I'm a lobster guy, man, for sure. Steak and lobster. Give me a nice, nice New York steak, uh, nice and lean over there at Dick and Anthony's Steakhouse and uh, one of those Del Frisco's lobster tails. I'm good to go. KT, that'll be the last meal, so to speak. Got to have like one of those crumble cookie uh, appetizers. And uh, boy, you just think about that. I think I'm going to do that with my guests and uh, get their last meal if they were indeed walking the Green Mile. All right, but PSBR Law Studios, the best in personal injury for a long time here in uh uh, well, for a long time in Southern Cal, but you're number four here in the Vegas Valley. Brian Panish, senior partner, good pal, actually lead attorney uh, on the biggest verdict and settlement in this country's history back in 1999. So BP uh, making his name way back then. He'll tell you he made his name playing uh, defense there for Coach Sweeney at Fresno State, a big Bulldogs backer, of course, and uh, loves them dogs. But uh, at the end of the day, they did take out UNLV. So even though the Rebs are playing for that Mountain West championship, I can't give it to Panish yet, but soon. And I'm hoping they're going to take care of business Saturday against Boise State. And I'll have some ticket information on that in just a little bit. But over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last five years for their clients. Again, year number four here in the Vegas Valley. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. Those are the hashtags there with PSBR Law. It is Panache, Boyle, and Ravaputi. PSBRLaw.com is the website. Go check it out. You know the 702 area code for Vegas. Jot the number down in case you need them for personal injury in the future. 830 830- Nine three five three eight three zero ninety three fifty three eight three zero nine three five three. All right, great show coming up again. If you like college football, and KT is a college football junkie, I was talking about how bummed out I am. I mean, I know we got all these bowl games, but it's it. It's done. We got conference championships, and I think what really got me kind of melancholy is kind of knowing that the Pac twelve will be no moss because it's you know that's a conference that I grew up rooting for. I mean, uh, more or less, it was the Pac eight 
when I started rooting for USC and Pac-10 and then Pac-12. And now, I know, they make the jokes, Pac-2 with Wazoo and Oregon State still there. But, of course, Oregon State's coach bailing to East Lansing to take over Chris Wynn's mess over there at uh, East Lansing with Sparty. What a disaster that was. But we'll see how uh, things transition there. So Jonathan Smith transitioning into the Big Ten. USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon, the two that are going to be taking on each other tomorrow night at Allegiant Stadium. Those four are going to bail for the Big Ten. And then four more Pac-12 teams going to the Big 12. Utah, of course, Colorado, and Arizona, Arizona State. So we'll see how everything transitions. But, uh, wow. Crazy stuff. But we got a great show, like I said, and uh, lots of football, lots of college football. Going to get into the NFL. Powers is pretty good on the NFL as well. So some years if he's uh, getting hurt in the college like he is this year, not by the line movement, but the way the games are panning out. KT, too. I mean, some of the games, I talked about it last night. Forget about it. Now, I feel I'm better as far as in-game. I like playing in-game wagering. You know, it's uh, at least making you know predictions then and feeling like you get a better handle on the game as it's going along. You know, injuries can always come up. That's why the bookies continue to make money. Like my dad said, son, there's a reason the bookies are driving the Cadillacs and the guys that are making the bets are taking the bus. I mean, the end of the day, Las Vegas. Are they stopping building casinos? No, there's still properties going up. They're still adding on different things at all these different properties. Why? Because they continue to make money hand over fist. So when you hear like some of the sports book directors, and I love Jay Cornegay and all these different guys, I know a bunch of them, and they're all like, ah, oh, yeah, we got hit hard on this game, and, and this game hit us hard, and it wasn't a good good result for the book. Who cares? We don't care. We want your money. That's what we want, and we're hoping that we can get it. So hopefully Powers has a great championship week because we're going to get all his plays coming up in a little bit and uh we're going to get the show rolling so let's get it going now the starting five number one all right starting five we got uh thursday night football i wouldn't ordinarily go to thursday night football this is a big game though because seattle's slipping they're six and five really could use a win in big d but who's going to be dallas in dallas i don't know maybe hoax eagles but I don't know. They're going to have trouble in their own right at home against San Francisco this Sunday. So we'll see how all that shakes out. Meanwhile, game is going. They're in the second quarter, 9.50 to go in that second quarter. You can only catch this game on Prime. So a lot of people don't have Prime. A lot of people, like my wife, they do have Prime. Why? Because she's always buying stuff online, left and right. So you get that little Prime account going. 17-7 Cowboys, 9.43 to go. In the second quarter. How about Seattle, though? After Dallas gets a field goal to open up the scoring in the first quarter, Geno Smith, first pass, DK Metcalf, 73-yard touchdown. Right there, Seattle 7-3. But they haven't scored since. 14 unanswered by the Cowboys. How about Dak? 12 of 18, 148. Two touchdowns, no picks. He's been sacked twice. The run game, not so good. Tony Pollard, five carries, 14 yards. Nothing on the ground. Rico Dadell, uh, two carries, 10 yards. And CeeDee Lamb had the end around. For six yards. Meanwhile, Geno Smith, seven of ten, 144 yards, one touchdown. Metcalf, the beneficiary of two of those receptions for 107 yards and a touchdown of 73 yards. I told you that. Jackson Smith and Jigba, two for 14. Tyler uh, Lockett, two for 13. So they've got receivers there, and tight end Noah Fan has one for 10. Keep an eye on that. Zach Charbonnet, though, are you kidding me? Seven carries, 14 yards. Two yards of carry, not going to get it done. Seattle better wake up or they're going to get buried like everybody else has been getting buried in Big D. And that is number one on our starting five. Number two. All right, number two, it is our Vegas Golden Knights. Like, what the heck is going on with this team? 
They have dropped seven of ten. Now, I know four of them overtime losses or shootout losses. You still get a point for those. But nonetheless, they've only won three of their last ten games. I know you get spoiled because the team is playing that well at the beginning of the year. And it took them a long time to even lose a regulation game. But they did. And now, going into tonight's game in British Columbia, they're only one freaking point ahead of that team they're playing tonight, the Vancouver Canucks. We know Thatcher Demko in net for the Canucks. Aiden Hill expected to start for the Golden Knights. Not confirmed yet, but we're prognosticating that he's going to be in between the pipes. Big game. We'll keep an eye on it. He'll drop the puck in about 47 minutes from now. VGK, Vancouver, that's big, right here for our Golden Knights to get back on track. Number three. All right, KT, uh, finding out today that, uh, you know what, when you time it right, the traffic's not too bad in Vegas. So coming over from Henderson, had to get to Allegiant Stadium, pick up my press credential for tomorrow night's Pac-12 game. And I looked on the old MapQuest, and it says 15 minutes from Green Valley. So I'm like, uh, I'm in my car, left the two dogs, my daughter, Kiara, of course, she's down in Grand Canyon with her friends hanging out. So I'm watching the two dogs. Let me tell you something. When you think you have a workout down, you have no clue when you're tugging a miniature boxer, right? One of those little boxers who's a, this dog's a nutcase, man, at the end of the day. And then my daughter's German Shepherd, who I love. She's the best. Raised her from a pup. But man, I'm telling you, you think you got it down. You're trying to walk two dogs. Forget about it. They're taking you for a ride. So the workout, KT got the workout today. But uh, really looking forward to that Pac-12 title game tomorrow right here in our backyard. I made it in 15 minutes, got there, and I promised. I said, look, if I make it there and back in a half hour, I'm going to take you dogs for a walk. Sure enough, I made it back in about 28 minutes, and I'm like, all right, got to live up to my word. I did so. I'm paying the price, and I'll probably be paying it even more tomorrow. But tomorrow, I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to be live there at Allegiant Stadium. And in studio will be Jose Vellante. He's got a great show set up on the Friday Football Fiasco. Probably check in with KT live over there at Allegiant Stadium. Again, Oregon and Washington. Brad and I are going to break that game down. That is a big-time Pac-12 championship. Only one loss between the two. And that, of course, Washington beating Oregon 36-33 back in Seattle. Uh, several weeks back. So looking forward to that. That is going to be a lot of fun. Update, though, Cowboys and Seattle. 17-14. Seahawks are waking up. They listen to KT. 8.54 to go now in that first half, and it is 17-14. Number four. All right, number four, Von Miller. I'm sure a lot of you have heard this. Uh, you know, there's the domestic uh, violence thing going out and uh, pregnant girlfriend. They've been together for seven years apparently, but uh, there was a warrant out for Von Miller, and it's not his first time as far as domestic violence, so we're going to see what happens here, because this could be the end of the season for Von Miller. Now, look, we've already been looking at the Buffalo Bills. They're sitting at 6-6. and They played a great game against the Eagles this past week, but the difference between winning and losing that game for the Eagles was monumental. 7-5, and 6-6, and if you look at their remaining schedule, three of those five games, those are brutal games, I mean, to say the least. Now, they're in their bye week like the Raiders, but Von Miller going back to Texas, getting himself in some trouble. And when you read the report, you can find it on ESPN or any of the other sites, kind of details uh, the whole uh, allegedly allegations as far as the alleged allegations as far as the assault from the pregnant lady. Again, they've been together seven years. The only thing that irritates me on stuff like this, like, and, and you got pictures and whatnot, but most of the time what happens is that all of a sudden it's like, oh, it could be a money thing. And next thing you know, the lady will either 
you know, retract the statement or not show up in court. And so then you're going to see, ah, you know, everything's been dropped. We'll wait and see what happens in this. But uh, like I said, they've been together seven years. But she had told Von Miller that she was six weeks pregnant. They got into an altercation. It got a little gruesome. And then uh, as far as him grabbing her around the neck with both hands, initially one hand the first time, uh, then stomping on her laptop and and uh, firing her cell phone down on the ground. So just just got a little bit crazy. You know what? You're better off walking away. He did walk away, probably ran away when she said, I'm calling the police. That's when he was gone. A couple days later, he does turn himself in. Von Miller could be in some hot water. Number five. All right, I saved this one for my producer, Mark Hoke, of course, a uh, PA guy. Now, KT was born in Reading, Pennsylvania as well, but the hoaxer, he's a, he's a Philly guy outside of the Phillies, right, because he roots for those Baltimore Orioles. He's a Philly guy. Flyers, Eagles, you know, you kidding me? Those are his teams. And, of course, the Sixers. Well, I just saved this. Remember the old Super Bowl one they won against New England, which was great, called the Philly Special? Oh, man, that was just great. I mean, anybody that doesn't like New England, like KT, loves that play. Foles, big time, Philly special, just outstanding. So I saved this. This is Philly's special. All right, couple things. Number one, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson will retire as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. And that is fitting. I mean, they did give him a Super Bowl ring uh, a few years back and whatnot, even though he wasn't still on that team uh, when it was all said and done. But you know what? I thought that was pretty cool uh, because he did play his best years there with the Eagles. And then the Philadelphia Flyers. And you find a Ranger fan or a VGK fan like KT. I'm I'm Ranger slash VGK, right? Because I live here in Vegas and I've been following that team. But love the blue shirts, right? And the Flyers, they were a rival growing up when I was growing up with those Broad Street bullies. But watching the Flyers step up big time. I mean, this was nice. Nine-year-old Owen McKitchie who's been living with pediatric brain, a pediatric brain tumor, uh, diagnosed since he was six months old. Wow. He signed with the Flyers a one-day contract. This is pretty cool. On a Hockey Fights Cancer Night, the Flyers honored him, and I thought that was absolutely unbelievable. That's when, as you get older, you really realize the game is great. But when you see things like this, this goes beyond and above. And I thought... Kudos to the Flyers organization. Over the next year, McKitchie will be undergoing additional cancer treatments to address new tumors on his spine. Are you kidding me? I mean, this is what crushes me. So that's why I love when athletes or anybody steps up to help out these kids. And, of course, my brother-in-law, Zach Wild, I'll never forget when he donated a million dollars to St. Jude's to help the kids. That is top of the line. And uh, I'm hoping all of you around these, not just around the Christmas holidays, but especially the Christmas holidays, take care of all these great organizations that uh, help to fight cancer and all these other different ailments, uh, especially the ones that really affect our kids. And that is a look at the starting five. KT going to take a break in just a sec, but let me kind of welcome in my producer, Mark Hoke. The Mark Hoke Show, of course, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. And of course, last night, KT was at Steiner's Pub and and tried to include his producer and figuring he had his ears on. But what did he have on? He had his freaking Mickey Mouse ears on. He couldn't hear me. He had no clue. He's like, oh, I heard you. Oh, I heard you. I just wasn't answering, KT, because you know, I, I just, I didn't have my mic up. So you were doing your Marseille Marceau impression over there. I had no idea. And I thought you were like on a delayed broadcast. So I had to, you know, forge on without you. You survived? Of course I did. That's what I do here. And sometimes duty calls, man. Well, I, yeah, okay. Well, that's okay. If you're going to put the, uh, you know, put the board on automatic pilot, just let me know. Oh, I wasn't on autopilot. Well, you said there duty calls. Do, so unless you dutied in your pants, no, you probably I did not, were gone. I did not do that. Okay. Hey, can I do a starting six? 
You mean the sixth man? Or, sure. Or the sixth person? Yeah, I got six man off the bench. Politically correct. The sixth person. Go ahead. I got six man off the bench. All right. What do you got? Because you know I do that the little report for the bet. Yeah, you do. Right after the show's over on on the bet here on the Odyssey. Family. I've I've heard you do that sometimes when I'm listening in and you're recording like in between stuff and and I'm just listening in. You do a pretty good job on that hoaxer. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. So there there was a story that I found and I I couldn't believe this. You know how the NFL stands for. No fun league. Mm-hmm. I didn't see this story, but did you did you remember back in week six there was a Tyree Kill scored a touchdown and he took his a guy's phone and he did a recording of him doing a a, a backflip with the phone in his hand. Right. The guy's name was Kevin Fitzsimmons. It was a twenty year old cameraman for the NFL. Right. Well, it turned out they were friends, and you know the whole thing was kind of set up. The NFL suspended that kid for the whole season Wow! for giving him that phone. What a jerk move by the NFL. But kudos to Tyreek Hill, who paid Mr. Fitzsimmons' salary for the whole year to help him out for the NFL being a bunch of dingbats. I, I know the NFL has so many just, you know, everything's perfect in the NFL. So that must have been the biggest tragedy that came across Roger Goodell's desk. Kevin Fitzsimmons giving Tyreek Hill a phone to do a backflip. And word, so the problem solved. Well, word has it out of Ann Arbor that Kevin Fitzsimmons will be the new camera guy there for Michigan. Absolutely. Hey, oh, why not? Kevin's I mean, looking for a job, everybody. There you go. Harbaugh, so, hire him. Are you kidding me? You know what? So Big Ten, anybody else, if you need a cameraman, apparently Mr. Fitzsimmons, he's still on suspension, by the way. So, I mean, that's... It's pretty pathetic, but way to go, Tyreek. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I love Tyreek and his acrobatics, and uh, yeah, the only thing that scares you is like some fluke injury, all of a sudden some backflip after a touchdown. All of a sudden, oh, Tyreek, he, he's out for the playoffs. He won't be. I mean, crazier things have happened. Sometimes when these quarterbacks, including Bo Nix from Oregon, who's already had problems with ankles throughout his career, doing these jumps. I know that's like the, the thing now. Everybody run and chest bump and, and side chest bump and all that stuff. Man, you, we remember that angel uh, that got the home plate. I'm trying to remember. He's a really good hitter, and he got there, and he jumped on home plate, and he tore his Achilles or whatever it is. He was out for the year. Oh, I God, mean, who was that? That was crazy. Go back and look, because the guy hit about 350. Oh. A really good hitter. But uh, stuff like that happens, I, crazy stuff. Didn't You know, didn't that happen to a certain New York Met in the uh, World Baseball Classic this yeah, year? Yeah, we don't want to talk about that yet. That was <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Diaz. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, not good. Not good. But that's what happens. Sometimes celebration can cost you down the line. Take a break. Sports X Radio, 101.5 FMK Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Uh, put up a clip there. Follow on Twitter, of course, now known as X. Uh, was down there at Allegiant Stadium, so did a little recording there. And really looking forward to that game tomorrow night. We have the best game, and it's right here in Vegas. So uh, we've got not only that game, but then we've got UNLV playing on Saturday. So back-to-back big-time title games right here in Las Vegas. And it's just going to continue to grow. It's outstanding. We live in the greatest place in the world. SportsX Radio, again, 101.5 FM Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. It is a free app. It is worldwide, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it now. Come back with the great Brad Powers. Lots of college football over the next hour. And then close with some college hoops with my good pal, Roxy Bernstein. Live from Vegas, live PSBR Law Studios. Ken Thompson, producer Mark Hoke. You're listening to SportsX Radio. We'll be right back.
Uh, yeah, little scorpions. That's right. Residency coming up. And, uh, of course, Christine and my wife saying that is one that is on the list. So add that to the list. Uh, there's the Genesis that she wants, Green. Uh, that's on the list by next birthday. So, uh, of course, her birthday was the 28th of this month on Tuesday. So uh, 363 days and uh, ticking for KT. So uh, going to have to make some money. So I'm hoping Brad Powers next year uh, going to make me some really good money, college football. But he's going to start it off this weekend. Looking forward to that. Two big games tomorrow night as far as uh, conference title games. And then, of course, eight big ones on Saturday and uh, Brad Powers Sports uh, BP beats the closing line value 85% or higher over the last several years. The guy's unbelievable. Uh, look, doesn't always pan out in the win-loss column, right? I mean, uh, trust me, I've taken my lumps big time this year. I've not seen Brad, uh, you know, have as many losses as I've seen him have this year. I mean, over the last several years, I mean, it's been unbelievable. Last year in the contest, everything, he was just Everything was falling his way this year. I mean, every possible thing that could go wrong has gone wrong, and some of it just kind of blows your mind to where he should just sit next to Scott Van Pelt on bad beats because he's had a bunch of them this year. But he is uh, the ultimate optimist. He is going to uh, still get his money, put it up, put it down, and then he'll let you know, this is what I have. And he lets you know when he gets the bets down. When you get his newsletter, when you're part of Brad Power Sports, you get it. You have that stuff. This guy tweets out the tickets. He does everything. So he just wants to show people, hey, this is me. My money is where my mouth is. He has been doing that since I know him. He's still the best in college football. Again, doesn't always pan out wins and losses every single year. But he is the best, and I am so fortunate that he has taken time out on Thursday nights. The last uh, five years, we've done the Friday football fiasco together. Uh, but Thursday, we shifted because his schedule was so overloaded, and it's still overloaded. But he still makes time for all of us here in SportsX Radio Land. At Brad Power 7. Follow him on X that way. BP, great to have you, my man. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, KT. You're the best. I love that. That's uh, my buddy Larry Ragusa. He does that. He does the Brad Powers impression. Thanks for having me, KT. That's how he starts it. <laughs> so that's one of your signature lines as far as SportsX Radio. By the way, the uh, Cowboys on the Seattle 10-yard line, under two minutes to go first half. BP, did you do anything with Thursday night NFL football? I did not. Not at all. Boy, I'll tell you, I would have liked to have the over in this sucker because uh, – you know, anytime you see that 73-yard pass play on the first play from scrimmage like uh, Geno Smith to D.K. Metcalf, that let you know that more than likely this was going to be one of those games that could get up there as far as uh, score-wise. And it is 17-14 with more points out there right now, depending on what Dallas does, with under two minutes to go. But they close as a 9.5-point favorite at the Westgate Superbook, 47.5, and, and you already have 31, again, with still time left in the first half. So that's one hindsight 2020, of course. Uh, BP, we're going to get into uh, some of the NFL after we finish up the college and the FCS as well, because the FCS playoffs and, of course, Mark Hoke, uh, a North Dakota State grad. I did see that that was one of your big plays last week, FCS-wise. Old Brad Power says, you know what? Go with North Dakota State minus 34. Man, you're on it, man. 66-3, to they just buried Drake. It won't be as easy this week because they have to go to Bozeman and play Montana State. And they're actually three-point dogs, last I saw in that game. Uh, but that was a great call. What about Hoekster's team? Because we're going to get into FCS a little bit. But this week, real quick, just the one FCS game at Montana State. Who do you like in that game, BP? 
it's a pretty fair line. You got Montana State favored by three. That's about where I put it. So, you know, I, I you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Uh, lines came out very early this week, so I wasn't really expecting that to be the case because it's not ever been the case so far this year in the FCS. So I, I would have leaned Montana State anything under a field goal, but, I mean, three is about where I made it. And traditionally in this round, the home teams do quite well because, uh, you know, they're off a of bye week and they're playing teams that played last week. So um, t- I usually tend to go home teams in this round. And, of course, Montana State plays outdoors, right? They play outdoors there in Bozeman? They do, yep. They play outdoors in Bozeman. Okay, so... Uh, no- a good matchup. I mean, honestly, KT, I mean, if we're talking power ratings, these two teams are in my top four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so this is more like a semifinal game, not a you know a game that should be in the Sweet 16 right now. So, I mean, <laughs> a really good team's going to get eliminated here. Okay, so South Dakota State and Montana probably uh, won two. Uh, where does Idaho fall? Because I know they were off to a great start early, and they've got a big game this Saturday. Uh, should be one of the more interesting games. They're at Southern Illinois. We'll get into that. But uh, where are they in your power rankings, Idaho? Yeah, they're they're, they're the fourth team. Oh, they okay. So, uh, South Dakota State's one, Montana State's two, North Dakota State's three. Idaho's four, and then Montana's five. Wow, really underselling Bobby Houck's uh, Grizz over there. And they did a number. Yeah, they came they, on strong at the end. But they buried Montana, Montana State. State. They killed them. They, they buried yeah, them, but man. Montana State was laying a touchdown on the road. Come on, you're not changing. I know, but it doesn't matter. But they only scored But they only scored a freaking touchdown. How can you have them rated over Montana? Well, what, I mean, they were fair. Yeah, you do power ranks, KT, and you move teams at the end of the year seven, eight points, and you, you tell me how, how much that works out for you at the end of the year. Yeah, but sometimes you've got to have, like you'll call it an outlier or a misnomer. There's there's going to be a team that you undersell or you, you look at it and you have them in your power rankings, but then you look and you're like, gosh dang, I have this team way down from where I should have them. Now, I know they, they took it on the chin, I think, against Youngstown State or whatever, 38-3 to early, but that was their only loss, and so I, I get it, but then you could see them picking up, you know, steam and then beating Idaho. And I want to say, was that game at Moscow that they beat them? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was impressive right there. That was an eye opener. I, mean, I got them up over ten points since their low point. So I mean, I I, I got them upgraded. I mean, okay, when they, when they play, when they if they play again, if they get past Montana State, gets past uh, North Dakota State, somehow would they play Montana before uh, they they ever got a crack at South Dakota State? Uh, I got to look at the bracket real quick. Give me a second. Yeah, yeah they're on I'm, the same side of the okay, bracket. Okay, because I'm, I, I'm yeah, just, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking. Uh, I will, t- I will take Mon- be in the semifinal. I would take Montana against Montana State. I know they're going to be at home in Missoula, but I would still take well, if they them. They play each other, then I mean, you take it. Then I mean, I'm telling you, Montana State will be favored again. Wow. Uh, okay, how, how about this? Just a just a side little nice fat dessert somewhere. Well, I better not do dessert. I already got yelled at by my. Uh, nutritionist that I've been doing too much with the pumpkin pie and whipped cream and all that stuff. So, all right, how about an, a nice steak at Vic and Anthony says that Montana is not a dog against Montana State if they're playing in, which they would be playing Fair in Missoula. Enough, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yep, absolutely. Okay, good enough. Cause we're, and I know your power rankings are pretty much spot on. In fact, they're better than in most anybody else's. I mean, it doesn't matter what service they work for or what book they're working for. Your power rankings are second to none as far as college football, but I'm going to call you on that one. I'm going to call the bluff on that, and uh, we'll see if you go all in, and uh, we'll get your final answer. How about Montana State doesn't even get there? All right, How about there, we throw yeah. that one out? <laughs> there you go. Just you a got, thought. You got, you got, you got to love, gotta play. Yeah. You gotta love you know, the bison. I mean, we'll see. 
All right. We'll see. They, they, they got to get past. Week, it'll be Montana State in the semifinal. They, 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 they got to get past uh, NDSU and South Dakota. So just yeah. just keep that in mind. I'm not worried about South Dakota. Yeah, I, so I, I agree with either. you. I, I, I agree with you. I just said that the Coyotes have fallen off the map a little bit. All right, BP. Let's get into it. Let's get into the uh, uh, the, the big games, uh, and we'll start with Friday's opener, and that'll be Liberty and New Mexico State. And you. And by the way, Dallas kicked a field goal, so it's twenty to fourteen. But are you kidding me with this uh, this New Mexico State team? And I had them last week. That's one of my uh, my winners. Chicago Bill, of course, great at my plays, college and pro. KT was five and ten, but that was one of the winners. And it got dicey because they blew that seventeen three lead, and then it was tied at seventeen. I'm like, oh no, overtime. But they got the late pass down the sideline, and next thing you know, they kicked the game winning field goal. Jerry Kill is unreal man this guy's 62 years of age and and uh, people counted him out you know i know he has the epileptic seizures uh, throughout his life and and uh, he was at minnesota and who knows maybe they end up playing the the gophers in a bowl game down the line but uh talk to me a little bit about this game because liberty uh 12 and 0 uh, pretty phenomenal and you like jamie chadwell anyway when he was at coastal carolina so break this one down for us brett yeah, it's a rematch from an earlier matchup. I played in the same exact uh, place. Uh, it was the Mexico State of Liberty uh, all the way back in week three. Uh, Liberty opened about a 10.5-point favorite in that game. I took New Mexico State, uh, and they were up. They were leading outright, and Liberty you know, pulled away at the end, 133-17. And, uh, I only mention that because since that game, since old BP had New Mexico State in that game, New Mexico State has covered 10 consecutive games in a row since failing to cover the last time they played at Liberty. Uh, with that being said, I bet Liberty this week. Uh, here's why. I mean, it. I mean, New Mexico State's best win in school history against Auburn. You know, to the wire, full 60 minute. Uh, you know, they get a very emotional game against Jacksonville State uh, that they ended up pulling out. Short week traveling on the road. It's a Friday night game against a Liberty team that still has to think they got a shot at the big bowl game uh, if they get some margin here. So I, I like Liberty. Uh, they've been on Scott Van Pelt's bad beats the last two weeks. Uh, blowing up, you know, giving out, uh, you know, blowing some big leads late in the final seconds, uh, games that they should have covered and didn't. So I think if they have the opportunity to to put the nail in the coffin, they'll do it this week. So Liberty for me. Okay, so Liberty, of course, Lynchburg, Virginia. You said one of your favorite stadiums, one of the nicest stadiums that you've been yeah. on in your stadium tour. Jamie Chadwell, again, first year there. But when you go 12-0 and and you already have a nice track record from your time at Coastal Carolina – with the jobs opening inside Power Five teams, I know I know Liberty, the university itself, they've got a lot of money. Can they keep him there? No, they'll keep him. I think he'll stay for another year. I mean, he's got a pretty good contract. I think he's right. he's making four million a year right now, uh, which is really good at a place like Liberty. Uh, he won't be there long term. He's winning too much, too fast. So, I mean, somebody's going to eventually pick him up. I will say this. There is a little bit of hesitancy. He's not a great recruiter, and he's a system guy. So he's not uh, – uh, he, he, I don't know if he transitions well to, to some jobs, some big-time jobs. But uh, I think he's one of the best coaches in the country. What about staff-wise? Does he have that guy that is a good recruiter that can go into your living room uh, and, and sell he's you? He's pretty loyal to his staff. So, I mean, people are going to be like, well, we're hiring you. We want you to hire a big-time staff. And he's he's had a lot of guys that have stuck with him since his days at Charleston Southern. So uh, I think that's some of the, the, the hang-up a little bit on him, on why he hasn't gotten a job yet at a big-time program. But I – 
Liberty is big time, to be honest with you, at the group of five level. I mean, they just have so much more money than everybody else. So I don't know. I think it's a pretty good gig here for the next couple of years. There you go. Okay, so Liberty at 11.5, 56.5 at the Westgate Superbook currently. That line opened much lower and the total much lower. I know you're probably part of the line movement. Uh, any value at all on anything, or would you come back the other way on New Mexico State now that that line is up to 11.5 and, and the total 56.5, would you ever look at going under now? Uh, no, I'd, I'd lean more over. Uh, old Fezzik gave out the over, and uh, whatever crew he's following this year is the crew in college football this year. They are the crew nationally that's winning. Uh, and I just haven't heard that. You know, I'm that's just not me tracking Fezzik's plays. I've heard this from other people uh, that they are they are the big winners nationally in college football this year, where hardly anybody else is really significantly winning. There you go. He is Brad Powers, and he's going to let you know, telling it like it is. The old Howard Cosell. It is Brad Powers, twenty to fourteen. Cowboys over the Seahawks. Cavs at home get beat by the Blazers. They were twelve point favorites. They lose one hundred three ninety five in a game that stays well under the two nineteen. Real quick, just uh, check a few other scores, and then we're going to take a break. Come back with Brad. Brad's going to stay with us down to seven thirty six, and then Roxy Bernstein will close the show. Talk a little hoops. We got USC Gonzaga, one of the two games over at T Mobile coming up. On this weekend, Heat 110-107 lead the Pacers. Still 757 to go fourth quarter uh, right near the line there. Knicks lead the Pistons 109-103 at the Garden. 420 to go. Knicks 14.5-point favorites at home. Wild one in Brooklyn. Hornets beat the Nets 129-128. Game that flew over the total, but the Hornets 9-point dogs get the outright win. Spurs lead the Hawks 97-86 in San Antonio. 230 still to go in the third quarter. Bucks over the Bulls 76-74. 228 to go third quarter from the Windy City. Minnesota 79-59 lead the Jazz by 20, minute 36 to go third quarter for Minnesota. And the Thunder all over the Lakers, 99-81, 320 to go third quarter. Thunder laying five in that game, 234 and a half. One game still to go in San Francisco. Warriors minus two at home, 228 your total against the Clippers. On the ice, we've got those Golden Knights coming up, and that game will drop the puck. That'll be the latest game at 7.07 p.m. right here as we get into hour number two, SportsX Radio Washington and Anaheim also. That same time, Washington minus 126 the total. Golden Knights, by the way, are underdogs tonight as Vancouver looks to go into first place. It's the Canucks minus 125, six and a half your total, shaded to the under. Uh, finals so far, a couple have come in. Detroit taking care of business in a big way at home, blew out the Blackhawks five to one. Also, Pittsburgh doubled up on Tampa on the road. Nice effort by the Penguins, four to two. They get the win as dogs on the road. Florida, no problem. They buried Montreal up there in uh, uh, Quebec, five to one. The final. The Panthers get the W there. Boston has just shut out San Jose, three nothing. That is a final. They're in overtime in Toronto, three three. Seattle and Toronto, and that total six and a half. So that game will go over. Jersey leads Philly, three uh, three to. Two two oh five left in regulation. About time for those Flyers to pull the goalie. Uh, Islanders also a three three game. Thirteen twenty five to go in Carolina. That is third period action. Five three St Louis leads Buffalo. Three fifteen to go in the second period. You kidding me? You got the Grand Salami over tonight. That's one of those games that's going to help get you there. Winnipeg one nothing after two. They lead Edmonton. Oilers go off a minus one fifteen. That total six and a half. Good luck getting that over. Minnesota five nothing lead in Nashville. Three fifty five still to go. Second period. Dallas. Calgary up in Alberta tied at 2 58 seconds to go first period another high scoring game in Colorado Arizona no score there in AZ with a minute 45 to go first period and we will keep an eye on these games lots of college basketball don't have time to get into them we're coming back we're talking big game in Vegas tomorrow Oregon Washington Heisman Trophy uh, implications all this good stuff but one of these teams 
could be in the playoffs. Another one definitely would be. If Washington wins, we know they're in. If Oregon wins, more than likely they're in. We'll talk to Brad Powers. We'll get his take on all these scenarios, and then we'll roll through the other college games. Hour number two, we'll get into the NFL as well. We'll be going fast. Stay with us. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Back on a throwback Thursday, and Cowboy fans sweating just a little bit there. Hoekster, uh, Smith and Jigba thought he had a 30-yard touchdown there, waning seconds of the first half. Uh, you thought it was good, but apparently uh, they said nay. But there was pass interference on Dallas. But you only have a few seconds left there in the first half. Still 20-14 to 14 Cowboys, but Seattle on that Dallas one-yard line. They've driven 74 yards. But you've got oh. to, what? You've got it. Yeah, you're running out of time. What'd they do? McCarthy called a timeout and took that touchdown off the board. Oh, my Lord. Wow. wow. All right. Well, uh, you, oh, let, you let me know. I'm trying to pay attention to both, but uh, that that's a big scoring threat right there, and Seattle's got to get something. I'm hoping they'll have enough time to you know get a couple plays off to where they can get it in the end zone there and take the lead by halftime. Because you know Meyer's pretty much automatic from thirty-three yards out. This, for the extra is, this point. is kill me rooting for the Sea Chickens. I and, know, right? But yeah, but okay, it, there it is. You got it. Metcalf touchdown. There you go. I That's think the three time, third time, and now it's a flag. Of course there is, <laughs> and, and Metcalf's known for offensive interference. Don't tell let's me. Let's see what the flag is here. All right, uh, me, it's against the Cowboys. All right, good stuff. So Sea Chicken touchdown. There you go. So if Myers gets the extra point at the half, it'll be Seattle twenty-one twenty over Dallas. My goodness, there's a lot of money that I know was bet on the Cowboys, and that line, uh, of course, continued to go up. But uh, right now, again, that line closed at nine and a half. There are people that teased that game before it got up and closed. That line opened at seven. And closed at nine and a half. So there are people that have the Cowboys tees that are going to have to sweat a little bit on this one. Brad Powers is with me. And before our number one finishes out, we got about five minutes. Let's get to the big game here that KT will be at tomorrow. Uh, making some live reports back to Jose Volante, who will be sitting in studio, uh, Washington and Oregon. And, and Brad, I'm looking forward to this game big time. Look, Bo Nix, the game he played against Oregon State, that was uh, one of my winners last week, yours as well. Uh, I thought it was as perfect a game as a quarterback has played this year from start to finish. It just didn't I – don't, I don't remember him making a mistake in that game. It just looked like, you know, just dissecting the, the uh, Beavs' defense. And, you know, didn't run it up, you know, got 31 points. But at the end of the day, just all the calls seemed to be like whatever it was, run, pass, roll out, this, that. Everything just looked perfection there for uh, Bo Nix. And I think it elevated him right there as far as, to me, the favorite – as far as the Heisman. Now, I know Jaden Daniels, his stats are ridiculous, and he's over 1,000 yards rushing, which there's major separation there with uh, you know any of the other contenders, including Bo Nix, although Nix has, I think, eight touchdowns as far as on the ground. Your take on this one, Dan Lanning in his second year, great motivator. Kalen DeBoer, second year, comes over from Fresno State. What a year he's having. He is 21-2, and or 23-2 and so far as the head coach of Washington, and Dan Lanning doing a pretty darn good job himself. He is 21-4. and four. So two head coaches that got it going on in the great Northwest. Brad Powers, break this one down for us. Yeah, I mean, 
I think Oregon deserves to be a significant a significant favorite. I mean, I think generally people would be surprised if they're laying 10 to a team that they lost to earlier. But, uh, you know, since that game, I mean, Washington struggled even with the, the, the lower-level teams of the Pac-12. Penix doesn't look healthy. I, I mean, and statistically, he's really dropped off the last six games. Oregon ascending. Oregon, one of the best ATS teams in the country. Very balanced team. Don't make mistakes. Uh, should, probably should have won the earlier game on the road. Um, they have motivation for margin. They have no idea what's going to happen on Saturday. So I think if they have the ability to put one on Washington late, they will. Not only to, uh, for their case to get in the playoffs, but also for Bo Nix to win the Heisman and lock it up. Uh, I lean Oregon here, but I'm not wild about the current 10 number. I think that the more value bet at the current number would be under 66. All right, so we still have two minutes. What's your take on Michael Penix Jr.? Do you think there's some type of maybe little nagging type injury that nobody's really reporting on? Has to be, KT. First six games, I mean, over 70% completion rate, 20 touchdowns, three picks, nearly 400 yards per game. Last six games, 59%, 12-5 ratio, and 260 yards per game. And again, it's not like he played a murderer's row. He played Washington State, Arizona State, Stanford in that mix. I mean, those three of the worst teams in the Pac-12, so uh, at least defensively. So I, yeah, something's up with him. He's not, I mean, I've heard I don't even want to speculate, but I've heard, you know, sicknesses. I've heard maybe something with the shoulder. He does have an injury history throughout his career. So, yeah, something's not right. All right, BP, got about a minute. Uh, The win that Oregon got, week two, remember, I would never forget, uh, you said week two, KT, is going to be a big week because there are a lot of big non-conference games. Oregon was at Texas Tech. They win the game. They get a lead score inside the final two minutes to go up by a point. Then they get the fluky pick six return, which covers the spread. A lot of people not talking about that game. That's the same Texas yeah. Tech team that just lost by 50 to Texas. And I know I know the season's gone on and, uh, you know, Texas and Ewers and, and they, they, you know. But anyway, it's just weird that nobody's really talking about that game at Texas Tech that they nearly lost. Yeah, another feather in the cap should be for Texas, a team. I, I, I'm more stunned that Texas not getting more play. But I mean, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, but th- there's a strong chance we're going to have a legitimate team left out of the playoffs. That's never, hardly ever the case. In fact, the only one I can really think of is TCU all the way back in the first year of the playoffs. Other than that, there hasn't been a legitimate national title contender being left out. That might be the case this year. Oregon minus 10 everywhere, pretty much in Vegas, 66-year total. That varies a little bit. Uh, 65 at Caesars, 66 Circus, 66 Westgate Superbook. Uh, shop accordingly, as Brad will tell you, half point a point. If it's uh, the side that you like, make sure you shop around. Get the best price because otherwise you'll be kicking yourself in the butt. Hour number one in the books. Come back. We'll be going rapid fire. College football through all these championship games. We'll duck in the NFL. We'll do it all in a half hour with Mr. Brad Powers, the best in college football. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, Dawn Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Produced by none other than the great Mark Hoke. Mark Hoke Show, Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. You're listening right now to the best in college football. SportsX Radio coming right back. Hour number two. Follow the show at Ken Thompson 87 at SportsX Radio. We're live from Vegas. Keep it right here, folks. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 7 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show. SportsX Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. 
Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. All right, KT back, PSBR Law Studios in Vegas. My good pal Larry Ragusa letting me know, KT, it was Kendry's Morales, uh, the angel that hurt his leg, jumping on home plate. That is right, and that guy was a heck of a hitter, no doubt. Also, he tells me San Jose State, and he's a big Spartans fan, will be taking on Coastal Carolina in the Hawaii Bowl. So uh, thanks, Goose. Appreciate that update. It's great to have friends uh, that listen to the show that are always texting you stuff that you need that's vital to the show as it's going on. Always appreciate all of those that are able to text in. Now, Chicago Bill, not able to do that. Why? He doesn't know how to text. You kidding me? I go, come on, man. How How hard can that be? The guy's got an iPhone. He can't text. Unbelievable. Come on, Bill. Get it together, will you? All right, uh, real quick before we get back with Brad, Knicks deep beat the Pistons. They uh, beat them at Madison Square Garden only by six, laying 14 and a half. But the game does barely get over by a point and a half. Or actually, uh, make that by uh, 11 and a half. So it doesn't barely get over. It gets over rather handily. 118, 112, Knicks do win over Detroit. Uh, Piston backers do get the money, though, uh, with the plus 14 and a half. So they lose by just six. Heat lead the uh, Pacers 130 to one, 132 now to 123, a minute 43 to go, laying three and a half. You're in good shape there with Miami. Tied at 117, Hawks and Spurs from San Antonio, still 630 to go in that fourth quarter. That game on the way to going over, a high total of 246. Bulls now up 12 on the Bucks, 728 to go, 94 82 in Chicago. T Wolves by 15 over the Jazz. 340 left in the fourth quarter from Minnesota. And the Thunder up 18 on the Lakers. Just six minutes left in the fourth quarter. Thunder in OKC laying five, uh, 234 and a half. And again, Clips and Warriors coming up in just a little bit. And uh, good college basketball comeback there. Butler at home. Hinkle Fieldhouse beat Texas Tech 103 95. One of the games going on. And uh, lots of action. UC Riverside, team I used to call games for. They're going to be at Pauley Pavilion taking on UCLA. Bruins minus 18, 129. That game will start 8 o'clock our time. So as we're getting off the air, that game will be going. Meanwhile, Vegas Golden Knights, they're going to drop the puck in just a little bit at Vancouver. Again, the Canucks minus 125, six and a half, your total. Okay, back we go with Mr. Brad Powers, and we jump right into the college football. And we've got a bunch of games to go. And the... Uh, uh, Oregon-Washington game, though, Brad, uh, with the line at ten sixty six, is there still value on Oregon? Because I know you played Oregon early in the week. I know the line has changed because I have uh, a lot of people saying, look, Kalen DeBoer is one hell of a coach, and unless Penix is hurt, and you think he may be because his stats have diminished big time over the last five games, uh, Washington still may be good enough on a neutral field to hang in there. And we know Oregon at Autzen Stadium, one of the best home field advantages, especially this year, more than any other place. Uh, they lose the game in Seattle. I agree with you. They were the better team, especially in the second half. They you know, kept Washington off the scoreboard the last part of that game and still that field goal that missed at the end uh, that would have uh, put that game into overtime somehow looked like it's going right down the middle and just kept veering right. And I still don't know if it wasn't good. Uh, but at the end of the day, they called it no good and everybody ran on the field. Is there still value with Oregon? What about Washington plus the 10, 66 the total? Do you do anything or is this a game that right now is where it should be as far as your rankings? Uh, under for me, I'm still showing value to the under. So let's go under 66. Under 66. There you go. All right, let's jump to that Team Texas you're talking about. They could end up getting the shaft with just the one loss. They lose 
a game with 15 seconds to go on a Dylan Gabriel drive down the field and then a, a pass near the back of the end zone, and they get it. And that's the one game Texas loses, and they were able to dodge some bullets without their starting quarterback. Quinn Ewers won some games, a little dicey, but at the end of the day, they found ways to win those games. They're minus 15, 55 the total. Sometimes you watch the pokes and you're like, God, this team sucks, man. How are they winning games? But they had those back-to-back wins at home against Kansas State and Kansas, and I think that's what kind of caught everybody's attention. And I know Kansas was minus Jalen Daniels, but Jason Bean's still an adequate backup. Your take on this game, Texas minus 15-55, and again, this game at AT AT&T Stadium, the house of the Dallas Cowboys. What about it, BP? I'll go over. Uh, I think, you know, uh, Texas, uh, if you want to bet Texas, I mean, you're kind of too late to the party. I mean, this one was under two touchdowns earlier in the week. Uh, so instead of that, you know, let's think about why Texas took money. Well, I mean, they need they need margin. Uh, so I, I think thought process is, uh, you know, if they need an extra score late, uh, they'll punch it in. Oklahoma State should be able to have some success through the air on Texas' defense. I, I don't know if Gordon's going to have one of his best days against that Texas front, but uh, – I do, you know, both teams relatively push the pace a little bit, but let's go over 55. All right. And then we've got, of course, Miami of Ohio. Uh, Gosh, just a a weird team out of the MAC. Just because sometimes you watch that team and you're like, yeah, this team, they they, they have no offense. But Chuck Martin in his 10th year, this team's finding ways to win. Toledo, even uh, when Matt Campbell was there, Good, solid offense. With Jason Candle, I don't think the offense as prolific, but still really good, and get a quarterback like Daquan Finn, uh, one of the best athletes, if not the best, in the MAC. Uh, they find ways to win. So both these teams, only with one, only with one blemish on the, uh, on the schedule, I believe, unless Miami dropped two. I know uh, only one there for Toledo. What's your take on this game? Uh, this will be at Ford Field, and there's several games, or a couple games, actually, that they're fortunate that they are indoors because there would be rain if this game was played in Detroit on Saturday. Also, Georgia, Alabama, because there's going to be a ton of rain there in Georgia, but those two games are indoors. Uh, we do have three other games, SMU Tulane, outdoor, 65% chance of rain, App State, and Troy from Troy, Alabama, 90% rain there, 11 mile per hour winds in Louisville, Florida State, 90% chance of rain there, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, so uh, keep your eye on all the weather reports and uh, hopefully like brad says if the wind doesn't pick up you're probably okay with the rain as far as a total as long as it's not a torrential downpour but what about it miami of ohio toledo now the line has the rockets of toledo favored seven and a half total of 44 yeah first off miami lost uh, miami florida in the opener and toledo so they do have two losses but still a really good season there for chuck martin uh can they avenge one of those two losses? You know, I'm not sure. Uh, would I bet them here plus seven and a half? I mean, you can even find a couple eights on the marketplace. Yeah, I'd lean that way. I mean, it's tough getting margin on Miami, Ohio defense that only allows 16 points per game. One of the better um, defenses in the MAC, not just this year, but the last three, four years. Uh, so lean Miami, Ohio, lean under, but nothing big for me. All right. Then the second big game in Vegas in two days, actually uh, within 24 hours or within 12 hours, actually, uh, probably when it's all said and done, Boise State and UNLV. Rebs lose to San Jose State last week, dug themselves a deep hole, nearly came all the way back like they did against Air Force the uh, the prior week, but could not do that. Boise State found a way to beat Air Force and hold them off. Air Force, with a, a third-string quarterback, made a nice run down the field, but just couldn't get uh, the tying score. They would have needed a two-point conversion as well, losing 27-19 to on the blue turf. Boise State is two-and-a-half-point favorites. We know they travel well when they play here in the Vegas Bowl. There's always thousands coming down that are Bronco supporters. Uh, because of the short notice, because of the tie-breaking system, probably not as uh, many 
fans will be able to make it on short notice, but especially with the uh, the holidays. But they do support this team, and they'll they'll caravan on down here from Boise. They'll make it down here. Fifty nine is your total in this game, and again, Barry Odom uh, in his first year doing a stellar job. Uh, he's up there for National Coach of the Year. He's one of the finalists. And Bobby Petrino, although he booked for uh, A&M and now is off to Arkansas as offensive coordinator, going to try that again. Just stay off the motorcycle there, Bob. Uh, But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this UNLV team, they got to thank Bobby Petrino. Why? Not for just leaving because they found out they had a pretty good offensive coordinator backup plan, but also Jose Pisano came over from Missouri State. With Bobby Petrino, he's a kicker that's up for the Groza Award for UNLV, 23 of 25, including two game winners. Uh, pretty special. Mark Wallington, of course, SID there for the Rebs, gave me that tidbit of information last night. BP, break it down. Boise State, UNLV, Allegiant Stadium, high noon here in Vegas. Not a high-value pick as far as, oh, I got a big power ratings disparity. In fact, power ratings are slightly lean UNLV. I just don't think the market has good grasp on this Boise State team. I think it was addition by subtraction, losing Avalos. It's also a team, a hard luck team. Lost, you know, four close games. I mean, lost on a last-second field goal to UCF. Lost on a Hail Mary to Colorado State. Lost uh, uh, on the road against Memphis. One of the key plays in that game was a blocked field goal return for a touchdown for Memphis. In the game, Boise ended up losing by three. Um, Fresno State game had a 100-yard kickoff return touchdown for Fresno on the last play of the first half. I mean, when do you see something like that? Um, and, and that gave Fresno some momentum there just when Boise State looked like they grabbed momentum heading into the half. So I think, you know, I'm treating them more like a nine-win team instead of a seven-and-five team. Um, and similar handicap last week, I mean, I, one of my few winners was San Jose State. and I think Boise's bigger, stronger, faster than San Jose State. So I, I got something similar here. And of the 10 conference championship games, KT, I mean, this is the biggest disparity in strength of schedule, meaning Boise State played a much tougher schedule than UNLV, so I'm laying it with uh, the Broncos. Oh, boy, not what I wanted to hear, but Boise State, two-and-a-half-point favorites. And again, uh, please get out there, support the Rebs. They're going to need all that fan support, folks. you got to get out there, cheer on the Rebs. They're opening up uh, more sections there at Allegiant Stadium, and you can get in there for $20. That includes all fees as far as the tickets. Uh, Please get in there because the prices are going to be higher if you just go to the stadium and want to purchase a ticket. But right now, $20 for a ticket for Saturday's oh game. Gosh. Yes. Tell me, I'll go. Right, I'm serious. Right there. Tickets, uh, it's right there. And uh, they are opening uh, up these additional seats available at just $20 per ticket. And that includes all fees in the advertised price. So uh, all you got to do is uh, go right there to UNLV Tickets, I believe, is where that is. And uh, please get in there and support the Rebs. That is this Saturday, high noon at Allegiant Stadium. And don't wait till 1130 just thinking you're going to go to Allegiant Stadium. There will be a lot of fans there at this game. As you can see, the ticket sales are going up because people are believing in the Rebs. And, of course, there's a lot of Boise State supporters. And uh, Brad Powers thinks Boise State the right side as far as for the money. Then we've got Tulane and SMU. And, man, Rhett Lashley in his second year there for the Ponies. They locked him up. They like him as their head coach. Uh, tough blow with uh, Peyton Stone uh, throwing for over 300 yards with still six minutes to go in the first half against Navy. Three touchdowns and breaks the leg. I mean, that is just horrific right there for a young man that was having a dynamite season in a 59-14 route over uh, Navy, but he was putting it on him, and then he got hurt. What's your take in this one uh, with Tulane playing at home, and it'll be in the rain, 65% chance of rain in Nolens in the outdoor stadium. Who do you like in this one, BP? Uh, again, uh, Tulane at home, a three-and-a-half-point favorite, total 47 from the Westgate Superbook. 
Yeah, I don't feel too bad for Preston Stone. He hit the transfer portal today, and he's going to try to get some money from a Texas Tech or a Baylor or a Houston. Uh, that looks like uh, where he's going. So I don't feel too bad. I don't feel too bad for SMU because I think they have a capable backup in Jennings. In fact, I bet SMU, even with the backup. I mean, he's got plenty of experience. He won a state championship in the state of Texas. He's looked okay. and where I, I've seen several games from him the last couple of years. So are they going to win? No, probably not. But anything over a field goal, I lean with SMU. I think they're the superior team. Statistically, they're far superior to Tulane this year. Uh, I'll lean with the, the, the ponies here. Under was probably my favorite play of the week, but uh, that's moved five and a half points. All right, let's keep it rolling. BP, Georgia, now a four and a half point favorite at the Westgate Superbook. Five at Circa, five and a half at Caesars, but it looks like Alabama's getting hit pretty hard over there at the Superbook. 54 is your total, and we know it's Kirby Smart and Nick Saban. We know all about these two teams. I mean, Alabama avoids disaster against Auburn, uh, an Auburn team that loses by 21 to New Mexico State the week prior, but they were up for the game outside of the final play, rushing only two, and nine guys back in the uh, in the end zone, not knowing where the, what the hell they're doing or where they're at, and they end up giving up that game-winning touchdown. Uh, crushing. Uh, your take on this one, Georgia minus 4.5-54, that line going towards Bama, but I know you're a Georgia guy. Do you still like Georgia in this game? No, I made it five, five and a half. I'm I'm okay at the side. I like the over. Uh, I think Georgia's offense is better this year than what they've had the last couple of years. That when they won the national championship, I just think they got more options. And it's been a blessing in disguise that some of these guys got hurt during the season because they found some other guys they can rely on. And now you know you guys like Brock Bowers is back healthy, McConkey's healthy, and now. You got them back and the guys that have been contributing. So I like the Dylan Bell kid. He's very versatile too. So. I like the Georgia offense. It's not a dominating Alabama defense. They're good, but they're not, you know, as great as some of the other Alabama defenses in the Saban era. I think Alabama's offense is descending. They're playing their best football this season. So I think Melrose got confidence. The offensive line's playing better than what it did early. Um, you know, they really hit 35 sacks the first eight games, four sacks the last four games. So uh, they're protecting them better. Um, over 54 for me. Real quick, if Bama lost that game at Auburn, what would the line be? Good point. Uh, and that's why I laid four with Georgia. Uh, I'm guessing it would be close to seven. Yep, that's what I thought. Okay, good stuff, BP. That's uh, having that's me lean towards question. I'll tell you what, I do 20 hits a week. It's one of the best questions I've been asked. There you go. I was just thinking because uh, I'm going to play Georgia. I, I just, I, 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 you know, when you watch that game and the way that they won it, you just say, okay, well, what, what happened if, if, it, if they did lose that game? And psychologically, they probably wouldn't. Uh, be in the game as much as they are into it now because they know they still probably uh, have a shot, a good shot to get in the playoff. But they've got some things that have to go right for them. Appalachian State and Troy, Sun Belt. This will be in Troy, Alabama, and we've got rain going there as well. Uh, John Sumrall, unbelievable in his second year, what he's done there in Troy, Alabama. This guy 12-2 and last year, 11-2 and against the spread, and then continues to uh, keep winning with this team. And the defense is one of the best in the country, fun to watch. Minus five, fifty-three. The total. I know App State has found ways to take care of business handily in their games and got a lot of attention handing it to James Madison their only loss on the year. But I still think Troy's the right side here. Am I wrong? I mean, I'm with you. I think it is wrong, though. I mean, we see nothing but App State money come in, uh, and I took a bad bet. You know, I talk about all the good bets I made. Uh, you know, four and a half now at circa as low as that. So it looks like App State money continues to roll in. 
I think Troy is as good as James Madison. That was a coin flip game earlier this year. And two weeks ago, App State was a 10-point underdog on the road at James Madison. And now to a very similar team, catching four and a half, five, I don't know. It seems like there's been a little bit of overreaction on App State's last couple of weeks there. I don't like the coach. I think Troy's got the coaching edge here. Uh, I know they got the better defense. I'm laying it with Troy. There you go, Sean Clark in his fourth year there with App State. All right, Louisville, Florida State. A lot of folks that uh, have other teams outside the top four right now, college football playoff, are hoping Florida State goes down again. This game will be in Charlotte. We're expecting rain there. FSU down to just a one-and-a-half-point favorite, total 47-and-a-half. Something tells me Mike Norvell's guys, you know, are, are going to take care of business. And I respect what Brahms done, but that loss to Kentucky, uh, that's one they couldn't have because it takes them out of any remote. I mean, they weren't going to get in the playoff, but just to go in with the one loss at Pittsburgh, which you called, by the way, you called that outright. And uh, that was one of your dynamite hits on the year, uh, made us some money there. But I just have a feeling Florida State's going to win this game. And I think they're so happy that Tate Rodemaker came back after uh, going down in that game last week. Uh, against Florida in the swamp because they just felt like, I know he's a backup, but at least he's back. He's not our third string. What about it here? Florida State minus one and a half, 47 and a half. I want to just play FSU on the money line and hope they win the game. I hear you. I, I think you need to wait. I think more money's coming in on Louisville. Uh, I'm part of the early week money on Louisville, but I mean, that was four or five points ago. So I can't, you can't recommend laying Louisville, playing Louisville now. I'm also on the under. It looks like there could be a little bit of weather in this game. Uh, man, I honestly, I don't like doing it just to do it, but my numbers are going to eventually have me betting Florida State because I've been hearing that uh, we might be heading towards pick. So uh, at that price, or even at the current price, I'm leaning Florida State. Here's the thing. It's not like Rodemaker's a guy that's like a first-year backup. He's been there four years. So, again, he's not, you know, he's not Jordan Travis. I get that. But I think he still knows the system well enough, and you felt a little more comfortable when he came back in the swamp. And, again, they're down in that game throughout, and then they come back. Not only do they come back, they ticked me off because they covered the six-and-a-half, and I actually had bought it up to seven, and I ended up losing that game. But is what it is. Uh, credit to Mike Norvell for running the table. Last one, BP, we take a break, we come back, we'll fly through the FCS and some of the big NFL games. Michigan, Iowa, Michigan now 22 at the Westgate Superbook, 21 and a half elsewhere around town, 35 year total against Iowa. Kirk Ferentz in his 25th year, and of course his son has been the OC, but he'll be let go after this year. Harbaugh in his ninth year with the Wolverines. What about it, BP? Because the line is dropping a little bit. Uh, dropped a point and a half some places, a point over there at the uh, Superbook. I want to take Iowa, but I can't trust that offense. And uh, Michigan uh, just probably going to continue to uh, get uh, margin during the game. Not that they need to. Is if they win, we know they're in. Yeah, I mean, about 36 hours ago, it was touching 24 at a couple books. So, yeah, we've seen in the last 36 hours a lot of Iowa money here. Now it's down to 21 and a half. Uh I agree with it. I'm not a part of it, though. I'm not, I just I, I think the Big Ten West is a total joke, and they, they were just getting by those games. They played one legitimate team this year, Penn State, in the wheelhouse of Michigan, um, and they lost 31 to nothing. So uh, I, I can't get to the window on Iowa, even though I think they're the right side. And historically, it's an historic line as far as you're comparing side to total. I mean, it's only happened 13 times in the last 40 years where you've had a three-touchdown or more favorite and a total of 37 or less. The favorite's gone 2-11, and failing to cover by 11 points per game. 
Great stuff from Brad Powers at Brad Power 7. Take a break. Come back. We have 10 more minutes with Brad. Going to fly through eight FCS games, and then we're going to hit the top NFL games. SportsX Radio 101.5 FM, K-Dawn, streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Enough, Bruno Mars, as we come back on a throwback Thursday, Mark Hope. Hey, he's over there, he's jamming, he's having fun. Is that what they play at North Dakota State games, Bruno Mars? Good Lord, no wonder they're losing. I don't feel like doing anything. Unbelievable. What's wrong with that? That's all right, I guess. I mean, that's, where where have you been? Did you take like the last three decades off? Yeah, well, actually the last two. Well, that's good enough. There you go. It's, uh, Powers took the last 10 years off. Look, Powers is 40, man. He, he's not a Bruno Mars fan. Are you? BP, come on. I love Bruno Mars. Of I course you do. Everybody likes Bruno Mars. Two decades. There you go. What See? You? Wow. Those are the two decades I took off. <laughs> Just having fun. All right, listen. Super uh, talented. 20 for, yeah, he, there's no doubt. And uh, a good dancer, too. 20 for 27, 230 yards for Prescott, two touchdowns. They're driving again, the Cowboys, but they're on the short end of a 28 20 score. Well, please 12 lose. to go third quarter. Please Gino, lose. Geno Smith, 14 to 21, 202, two touchdowns. Charbonnet's got 48 on the ground, but it's DK Metcalf, five receptions, 131, and two TDs leading the way for the Sea Should have Seattle with them new un- with them old school uniforms. Oh, they're beautiful, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, the old school unis. They should go back to those permanently. Those are great, and we love them. I remember Jim Zorn scrambling around back in the day. I really enjoyed them, but I do like the, uh, the Seahawk. At least it's a mean-looking bird, and Philly's Eagle nowadays is uh, is nice and mean looking, so that, that's good stuff. Uh, let's jump over to FCS football with Brad Powers because Roxy Bernstein will join us at about seven forty two to close things up. But we've got FCS games, and and I love it, man. I, I really enjoy uh, FCS, and I like the way they had their playoff all set up, and you know all these teams. And now we're into the second round, so we've got these games: Richmond and Albany. Albany minus seven and a half, forty eight and a half. BP and the uh, uh, the bottom team naturally is still uh, favored right at home. Albany minus seven and a half, forty-eight and a half. That game will be at Albany. Yep, yep. Uh, bottom team is all at home. We're still playing home games here. Okay, so do you like anyone in that game? Any value? Uh, n- no, not much value there. Youngstown State Villanova Nova minus six, fifty-six and a half. Howie Long, no eligibility, but he'll be rooting. <laughs> there you go. I lean Youngstown State there. Uh, played uh, tougher schedule in a tougher league there. And they're the are, are are they the ones that blew out Montana? Uh, I'll get you an answer in two seconds on that. I'm I thought sorry. it was like thirty-eight uh, three or something. I really bad thirty-four three something. If I, uh, I maybe a Southern Illinois thirty-one three. Oh, they, could, they don't play in the same league uh, as uh, Montana, so that's go. why I was blanking originally. Right there, you go. All right, uh, Tennessee. Who is that? Which Tennessee? Tennessee and Furman. Furman minus seven forty and a half. But they list him as Tennessee U. Yeah, it's Chattanooga. Uh, here, the interesting thing on this one is Chattanooga's quarterback, they did pull an upset last week. Their quarterback got hurt. So it could be without their quarterback. Furman played without their quarterback in the finale and lost as a 20-point favorite to Whoppert. Uh, so uh, that's why you've seen the under from a very early open come down like 10 points. That would probably have been the play. Not now, though. All right. Then, of course, my team, uh, the number one South Dakota State <laughs> Jackrabbits, the Jacks minus 32 and a half. 48 and a half your total against Mercer. What about the number one team? No problem there with uh, Mercer. 
Yeah, no problem. I, I haven't bet it yet, uh, but I, I I need 35 to bet Mercer, so we're, we're a ways off yet. Yeah, the Yankee brothers going to have a field day there in uh, South Dakota. Meanwhile, this one could be an upset. Sacramento State, plus four and a half at South Dakota. I'm not sold on the Coyotes. They had a, a good start you know, to uh, the season and got that win against North Dakota State, but they haven't looked that good since then. 49 and a half your total. I mean, they've only lost to South Dakota State. I mean, that's the only two losses are Missouri and South Dakota State, but I hear you. Their offense isn't great, so uh, I hear you on Sacramento State. The only thing I worry is they just outright upset North Dakota. Now you're traveling back across, you know, to, to, to the Dakotas again. It's not a great spot. While South Dakota had a bye last week, so that's the only thing that keep me off of it. I'd have just stayed there, somewhere in the Dakotas, man. Go to Fargo <laughs> for the for the next. You know what? I got to look into that. Maybe they did. I I don't know if they have the type of money to do that at the FCS level, but uh, yeah, that's what I would have done. There you go. All right. Maybe they don't have the money to fly back and forth either. Uh, North Dakota, <laughs> North Dakota State, Montana State, Bozeman. Give me those Bobcats minus three fifty eight and a half, pal. I lean that way, but man, this is a really good game. I mentioned it earlier. I mean, this is a semifinal type game, and yet it's sitting here in the Sweet 16 round. So uh, tough that, that one of these two teams is like gone. I mean, I, I want to fade North Dakota State, but. Man, they won me a lot of money last week. I don't want to fade them too much. Yeah, 66-3. to three. Brad laid the 34-and-a-half. No problem there in the route over Drake. Delaware fighting Blue Hens. We know they're going to Conference USA in 2025. They're in uh, Missoula against Bobby Hawks. Boy, 17-and-a-half. The Grizz, 47-and-a-half the total. Yeah, Delaware's down to a third-string quarterback. Going to get ugly. Uh, a lot of money on Montana so far. And then this game, one of the best, Southern Illinois, Idaho, Idaho, six and a half, fifty and a half. The total. Some tells me the Vandals will get the win, but uh, Southern Illinois, I got respect for them. Yeah, this is another game where I mean, these are two top ten teams. The second best match of the weekend. Uh, wanted to bet Idaho, price not there. You got the right handicap. There you go. All right, good stuff. Still twenty eight twenty. Seahawks three forty six to go. Third quarter. Mark, what happened on that drive? Dallas was driving. And uh, uh, they what, just scored 28-27. Okay, there we go, 28-27. I just didn't have the update. Uh, wild one on Thursday Night Football. Good night to have Prime still uh, three minutes to go, third quarter. All right, uh, top games, NFL, Lions, Saints. Uh, look, both these teams could use a win. Saints need a win. Lions minus four, 46-and-a-half. This offense has just been atrocious, uh, the Saints, for you know some of the weapons they have. I know they're down a, down a player, uh, and the guys are getting banged up, but I'm just not impressed with their offense at all. Yeah, I lean Lions, but price isn't great right now. Uh, drop on down to the Broncos and Texans. Texans minus three and minus 120, 47.5. Look, Sean Payton's pulled a rabbit out of the hat big time. Five straight wins for the Broncos. I want to take the Texans at home minus the short number. I like C.J. Stroud. They're banged up on the offensive line as well. They lost a key part of that O-line. Another guy banged up as well. Where are you on this one? I like the over on this one. Uh, obviously, Houston's been an over team for most of the season. Denver's offense playing better. Up to a field goal even. Niners minus 347.5 at Philly. They keep giving Philly points at home. They, they keep winning. Uh, I, I, look, I know it's been a gauntlet of a schedule, and they go to Dallas next week. If they beat San Fran, I'm all over Dallas next week uh, as far as 
uh, Philly just continuing to win in this gauntlet. Yeah, they, they have the one advantage they have, Brad, over every NFL team is that 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 Philly uh, brotherly shove stuff. That's not just good for a yard. That's good for two yards or three yards or four yards. I mean, it's unbelievable. It is not stopped. Nobody's figure out how to stop it. So that's an advantage they have over all these teams. They are at home. I know everybody and their mothers on the Niners. I think Philly's going to win the game. There you go. I'm on the Niners. There you go. Well, I said, and and your mother, your mother's probably on the Niners too. All right, uh, Brent. I don't like the price now. I mean, you're late to the party if you want to bet Forty ers It's either late two and a half or pass. That's right. That's what Chuck Edel say. You got to the dance late there, Grinchy. Uh, you're not getting that same date that you thought you had. Uh, Rams minus three and a half, forty and a half. Now it turns out to be a big game. Stafford's back, and the Rams all of a sudden can they make a wild card? They probably can in the NFC. I like the Browns outright. Browns outright. There's an Ohio kid talking. Not a Browns fan, but going to back the Browns. Yeah, and then, I hate the Browns, but that just that screams good spot for them. All right, Chiefs Packers. Chiefs minus six forty two and a half. Uh, this line down a little bit. Look, I, I'm a Jordan Love fan, and I've been a Jordan Love fan. I know he sat there for a while. Uh, he was good at Utah State, but I really think he's got you know the the makings to be a good solid quarterback. Look, it's only his first year. What about the Packers? I mean, they get this win. They go to 6-6, six and six, and all of a sudden they're, you know, looking at a, a potential wild card. Is there supposed to be weather? Uh, I'm looking right now. Slight chance of rain, only 32. Uh, I'm going to lean over. Lean over the 42-and-a-half. That's Sunday night game. Yep. And then, uh, oh, boy, I feel bad for the Bengals. They're about done with a backup quarterback. Is that a cheap price there for the Jags? Are you teasing the Jags down from 8-and-a-half down or 8 down to 2? Yeah, two? I am. Let, let's tease. There's only one Wong teaser available right now. Those are That's the teasing through 3-7. and seven. So let's take the Jets with a very low total of 34, tease them up to 8, and tease Jacksonville down to 2-and-a-half. There you go. All right, so the Jets plus eight against the Falcons at home, and then the uh, Jags minus two all at home against the uh, Bengals. Brad Powers, great stuff. Let everybody know how they can get all the plays from BP throughout the years. And, of course, BP, I'm really disappointed that you're not doing college basketball because you're darn good at it, man. And you, and you made some stupid statement last year that if I lose this game, I'm not doing it anymore. You're darn good at college hoops when you get into it during conference season and into March Madness. So I'm hoping you reconsider. I might retire from football soon, too. So, I, no, I, I don't have any regrets on that, KT. I, uh, I, I, I know. I hear you. I feel you. I'll probably still bet it, but I'm not, uh, not touting it anymore. Yeah, okay. Great stuff, though, throughout the year. And uh, going to get into uh, the bowl stuff and, and all that good stuff. Want to review stuff with you next Thursday. And also, there's been a ton of transactions. Uh, coaches going here, transfer portal guys here. Uh, just a ton of things that I, I want to get go with you, with KT. You. I'm heading to Army Navy uh, next week. So I will have to maybe do another day than Thursday. Oh, that's outstanding. That is great, man. I know it's a game that I've got to go to with Chicago Bill. In fact, we talked about it potentially going next year because he's the Army guy. I'm the Navy guy. So uh, bring some luck to that defense that couldn't stop SMU at all last week. Uh, So I'm going to need the help there. And uh, that's a big game for KT. I don't care if the Navy wins nothing as long as they beat Army and put Chicago Bill in the poorhouse. That'll be worth it for me. Uh, Good stuff. Brad Powers, always appreciate you. At Brad Powers 7, BP, you're the best, buddy. Hey, take care, KT. Thanks for having me. All right. What a what a stellar guy. I mean, I love the guy, and he always takes time for SportsX Radio each and every year. Thanks to Mark Hoke, my producer, of course, who's been 
uh, dealing with me all week, and I have fun at his expense at times, but he does as well. Trust me, if you listen to the Mark Hoke show, I'm sure he's had fun on KT's expense several times during the show. KT's just not up that early and hasn't listened to the archives, but I do listen to it when he uh, helps out on the show, and he'll help out Jose Vellante tomorrow on the Friday football fiasco. And uh, we also could have either Dan Dickow or Adam Morrison from Gonzaga joining the show tomorrow night at 730 as, again, that big game with USC and Gonzaga right here in Vegas on Saturday. We'll talk about it with Roxy Bernstein as uh, well as getting Roxy's take. I'll see him tomorrow at the Oregon-Washington championship game for the Pac-12 right here. And Rox, of course, a Cal graduate, so uh, could be the end of the Pac-12. We'll talk about that as we wrap things up on a throwback Thursday, 101.5 FM K-Dawn streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. KT, live from Vegas. Keep it right here. We'll be right back to wrap things up. Just let me hear some of that rock and roll music. Any old way you choose it. It's got a backbeat, you can't lose it. Any old time you use it. It's got to be rock and roll music. If you want to dance with me. Ah, Chuck Berry, legendary. Unreal, man. Great stuff. Mark Hoke's been in the hits on a throwback Thursday. KT wrapping things up. My good pal Roxy Bernstein. I'll get to see Rox tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. Big game, of course. Pac-12. Eh, boy, it's just crushing. We can't get into that. That'll take a whole show for us to go over the history of the Pac-12 with Roxy. And uh, he's been working Pac-12 networks forever and graduate of Cal. Uh, called Cal Basketball for 18 years. Been working Pac-12 networks. ESPN Network still does that and uh, does an outstanding job. One of the most versatile sportscasters, play-by-play guys in the country, and he is exceptional and uh, one of the best in the business. Rock's great to have you on a throwback Thursday. Oregon and Washington, you know, when you look at this line here in Vegas, of course, of 10, it just blows your mind. And I know Oregon, to me, was the better team late in that game but couldn't get it done on the scoreboard. And then that last second field goal up in Seattle, uh, again, I thought it was going right down the middle and it just kept kind of veering to the right and somehow missed. And uh, they end up losing by a field goal. But Bo Nix has been spectacular. Michael Penix Jr., Brad and I talking how great he was earlier in the season, has struggled of late. Rox, do you know anything of any uh, inside scoop possibly of uh, something with Penix Jr.? Is there anything that might be hindering his performances of late? Nothing that I've heard of. And look, does he look different than he did earlier in the year? Maybe. And it looked like physically he took some shots in that game when they played Oregon the first time around. And just to me, um, like everybody else, I don't think he's looked the same. The production hasn't been the same since that first meeting with Oregon. But you know, he still is out there battling. And I know team people have been critical of Washington, that they haven't been dominant and they're not blowing teams out. But you know what? They keep winning games, Kenny. And that's that's the nature of the beast. You just got to win. And they've been winning. It doesn't matter if they win by one or 50 points. It's a win. And they're undefeated. The first time that's ever happened that a Pac-12 team has gone unbeaten through the course of a Pac-12 season. It's really impressive what Washington accomplished this year. No doubt. And this year of all years with the great quarterback plan, of course, Arizona's stepping up. And I tell people, look, they had no business losing that game to Southern Cal. Somehow USC pulled that game out in triple overtime. Or, or we're, we're talking about a 10-2 and two, uh, Coach Fish team there, the Wildcats out of Tucson. What an amazing story that is. It really is because they by far exceeded the expectations this year. And, and look, the emergence of a true freshman quarterback there, or a redshirt freshman, I should say, with Noah Fafita. But he's got great receivers. 
But the, the reason why Arizona's had the success, Kenny, this year is the other side of the football. Defensively, they have grown leaps and bounds, and they were tremendous defensively this year, and a lot better than anybody thought they would be. And, and that's the reason why they had that success this year. It, yes, the offense is productive, and yes, they're able to put up points, but defensively, that's where they were able to really, I think, have that improvement and why they're in this situation that they're in and going to go to a pretty good bowl game. All right, so let me go back to Oregon, because one of the amazing stats that we always think of their offense, but the defense – how about 32 sacks? And here's the unreal thing. They've only given up five, so kudos to the offensive line. That is amazing because Bo Nix, he's a good quarterback. He's agile. He can get outside. He can pick him up, put him down pretty good. But, you know, he's not a Lamar Jackson. Uh, so great protection from the O-line. And, again, that little clock ticking in his head, the veteran getting rid of that ball on time. I thought the game against Oregon State was a picture-perfect game that he couldn't have played any better as they dismantled a very good Beavers team. I'm telling you, when I look at 32 sacks and only giving up five, that's scary for Washington. But like you said, Kalen DeBoer, what has he done? I don't know, 23-2, and two, and we saw how much he won at Fresno. That's why they grabbed him when they could. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. I can't wait to see you there. And, of course, Jerry Allen, our good pal, in his 37th year calling Ducks uh, football. So looking forward to seeing Jerry as well. And it's going to be a great night. In a lot of ways, it's going to be a nostalgic night because it is the last Pac-12 football game, at least as the league as we know it. And we're going to be treated to a great rivalry game because these two teams really get after one another. And look, the Apple Cup is great for Washington-Washington State and certainly the Oregon-Oregon State rivalry. But I think these two programs look at the other as the rival. Um, And, you know, Washington's one this Pac-12 championship game a couple of times. We've seen Oregon in this. They're 4-1, so they both had success in this game. And for for this to come down to this matchup, this high-powered offense that both sides have, there's no doubt in my mind, regardless of the outcome, whoever wins it on Friday night, that team is going to be in the college football playoff. It's, it, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's, it's an absolute that it, the winner of this game is going. Yeah, I'll tell you what, too, on the Ducks. Evan Williams, transfer, outstanding. And then Jeffrey Bossa, man. I met that kid at Media Day. He is outstanding, man. That guy has a motor that doesn't quit either. And is the defense, the biggest difference in the Oregon this year, Kenny, and you mentioned a couple guys, and Brandon Dorless has been fabulous for them on the defensive line. But they have so much more depth this year that they had the talent, they had the athleticism last year at the front line positions. But they didn't have the depth. This year they've got the depth. And that's why I think Oregon has made this improvement. That and the offensive line was supposed to be a weakness for Oregon this year. And it turned into a strength. And they're the ones, and you alluded to the sack totals, that Bo Nix has only been sacked five times this year. It's a credit to how good that offensive line has been because people thought that was going to be a weakness for Oregon coming into the year. There you go. Hampton and Ulafascio, two outstanding tacklers for Washington. They'll have to lead that Huskies defense to make sure this game stays close. And, and you know what? On a neutral field, it's not Austin Stadium, so on a neutral field, 
I think it's going to be closer than a lot of the experts think. We'll wait and see, but I look forward to seeing you, Rox, real quick. You're going to be calling a game right here in Vegas, and you've been doing uh, yeoman's work here in Vegas and uh, starting to be your home away from home from the <laughs> Bay Area there, Rox. And uh, and the wife's okay with it. As long as you're bringing those paychecks in, she doesn't much care. you got a good game, USC, getting some great news that Bronny James will start practicing. Uh, he won't be part of the game against Gonzaga on Saturday. But, Rox, kind of break this one down because it's a USC team uh, – uh, that's got playmakers. And we knew Boogie Ellis, the guard, was going to be good. Collier's pretty good. Kobe Johnson, they've got playmakers. And on the other side of the ball, the Zags, look, Mark Few just continues to win. And we thought Anton Watson would be big time. But Hickman's done his job. EK as well. Talk to me a little bit about Nemhard coming over and break this game down with Gonzaga and USC for Saturday. Well, I, I think that USC is still trying to find who they are and trying to get used to one another. They've had some injuries early in the year. That's why they've lost a couple of games. Um, But Isaiah Collier, who a lot of people feel for USC, could be the number one pick in in the NBA draft coming up next spring. Um, With him, Boogie Ellis, you look to, comes back. And for USC, I, I think that this is maybe a game where they could try to use it as a stepping stone because of the inconsistency they've had early in the year. They're going to be healthy. At least that's what appearances are for right now. And at some point they will have Bronny James uh, coming back from the scary situation over the summer with cardiac arrest. And it's great to see he's been cleared. And unfortunately for USC, it's a second straight year they've had to deal with this because Vincent Iwuchuku had an incident the summer a year ago, last July, where he also went into cardiac arrest, and he came back last season. We'll see when Bronny ends up playing, but this is a team that's got potential to make a deep tournament run. Is Gonzaga where they were the last few years? Maybe not, but they're still a really good team. And with Ryan Nembhard now running the point, uh, Anton Watson really is having a phenomenal season. Graham E.K. transferring in. They're not as deep, Kenny, as they've been in recent years, but they are a really I think, solid team. And I also think that they're taking it a little personally when the media preseason poll in the WCC picked St. Mary's, not Gonzaga, to win the league. Wow. And I just found out Drew Timmy's got an extra year of eligibility. He'll be back. use it if he wanted to. (laughs) Unreal. That is wild. Unreal. Because it did seem like he was there forever. And then with the uh, added COVID year, but man, what a great college basketball player and rocks now with uh, real quick with these NI with the NIL money. I mean, all of a sudden you think an underclassman is going to bail. Doesn't matter what the sport, NFL or or NBA or whatever it is, and all of a sudden they're like, "I'm making three, four million right here in college. I'm good. I'll come back next year." And that's why I was a little surprised that he didn't come back because Drew Timmy, you know, you alluded to it. He made a lot of money last year playing at Gonzaga, and he probably would have made more money at Gonzaga this year than wherever he's playing right now because he had a seven-figure NIL deal, Kenny. Crazy to think about it, but and it was legit NIL. It wasn't the BS pay-for-play. I mean, he was doing commercials for one of the casinos up there in in Spokane. He had an endorsement deal with a furniture company. Like, it was legit, and I work, he was a spokesman. It wasn't like some of these deals that we're seeing now where it's pay-for-play, guys, this NIL. But I'm I'm anxious to see it. Not only this game, but I'm not doing the first game, but Washington-Colorado State is going to be an interesting game as well. 
that's a pretty good doubleheader at the MGM Grand uh, Garden Arena come Saturday night. No doubt. And Colorado State may be the best in the Mountain West. We'll have to wait and see how it shakes out. Stevens is fun to watch, no doubt. Uh, we'll see that game as well. Rocks, real quick before I let you out of here, my producer Mark Hoke, that big Eagles fan, he's thinking, hey, you're going to give us three at home. We're going to take it. But your Niners team's got gotten it together and maybe Purdy, uh, a little bit of experience going to that city of brotherly shove. Uh, but that's the advantage I say they have over every other team. That doesn't get you one yard. may get you two, three, or four yards when needed. What about that game on Sunday? Who do you like? Well, you know, I think I, I like the Niners, the way the Niners are playing right now. I know it's on the road, but the Niners coming off the bye week have dismantled their last two opponents. And I think that's good for them coming in. Plus, they have a little extra time to get ready with playing last Thursday night when they don't have to Seattle and hammer the Seahawks. And I, I think that they've felt like they've had something to prove uh, after coming out of the bye week, where they limped into the bye week, had struggles. They addressed some of the needs. They had issues getting to the quarterback, exposing their secondary. They go out, go out and get Chase Young. They add Randy Gregory. Uh, Bosa has been playing at a high level. And Hargraves, you know, he's going to be motivated going back to play uh, against the Eagles. But I, in Debo's healthy, McCaffrey is ready to go. So I, I like the Niners, the way they're rolling into this matchup, where the Eagles, look, they've won the last couple of games, and they found a ways to win both when maybe they should have dropped both games. you got to give them credit for that, but I think the Niners have some momentum and head of steam plus some extra motivation going into Sunday. There you go. We'll see if those words of wisdom from a Niners fan himself, Roxy Bernstein, pay off. Follow him on X, uh, formerly known of Twitter, of, of course, uh, at Roxy Bernstein. Rox, I'll see you tomorrow. Great stuff as always. Thanks, pal. Sounds good, Kenny. Look forward to it. Love that guy. He is top of the line. 35-27 Seahawks. DK Metcalf, six receptions, 134 and three touchdowns. Geno Smith's thrown for three, one pick. Uh, Dak Prescott, two touchdowns. But uh, Dallas, uphill. If you played that Dallas defense in your fantasy, you're in trouble. Uh, They've already given up 35 still. A whole quarter to go, just about 14 minutes to go. Real quick before we get out of here, do not forget about Dr. John Pearson, the Preventative Diagnostic Center, 40 to 72. Demographically, you're in good shape. The only scanner of its kind in the region gives you early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart disease and lung disease. Give a call now. Leave your name and number. They'll get back to you with that free educational consultation. Let them know Ken Thompson, SportsX Radio, sent you. You know the 702 for Vegas, 534 534-7900, 534-7900. The comfortable scan takes a few minutes. A few days later, you get a detailed report from a board-certified radiologist. Heart CT scan, calcium score special, continues to run. $600 value, $125. Your significant other, absolutely free. The two of you in there, $1,200 value, total $125. What a great way to end the show. Early detection is key. Get peace of mind. Take charge of your health. PD Center, LV.com, 534-7900. Thanks to Roxy Bernstein. Thanks to Brad Powers. Thanks to Mark Hoke, my producer, and thanks to you, the listeners. Till tomorrow, when Jose Volante takes over, KT will be at the Pac-12 championship game. You know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God Bless you live from Vegas Sports X Radio. I'm Ken Thompson. God bless. Good night, everybody.